It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. This podcast is sponsored by Death March Running Company. So Death March Running Company was started by three friends, Taylor, Alan, and Cody. And they've logged tons of miles together and have shared the obsession with pushing the limits and finding out what they're capable of. They wanted to build a place where the run community could meet over that shared love to celebrate the resilience, the miles, the ugly crying, and the blisters that unbreakable spirits of ultra runners. The genesis of Death March didn't happen overnight. It simmered over countless trails, long conversations during high mileage runs or unforgettable experiences, suffering, laughing, and even crying in between aid stations. Their collective passion for ultra running and the desire to encapsulate that is what birthed the idea of Death March. The turning point was at this year's High Lonesome 100. It was in the last 30 miles, of course, death marching to the finish that they decided the years spent contemplating, planning, and dreaming needed to materialize into something tangible. So here they are, Death March. It's not just about the miles. It's about embracing the beauty and the struggle, celebrating the resilient spirit of every runner, and creating a community where every hard-earned step is cherished. Hey, welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Uh, today we have Jan Calabrese. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's the correct pronunciation. It is Jan. Good job. It is Jan. Yeah, yep. Jan. Freaking nailed it, man. Good job. <laughs> so I think uh, before this podcast started, we talked for about 20 minutes and we've, you know, we've kind of done a podcast off the air. So we figured we'd hit record and start doing one on the air. So Jan, John Calabrese, welcome to the podcast, man. Good to be here. It's very good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So you actually reached out to us uh, to want to I come on. To be, I wanted to be a part of the magic. That's absolutely the reason. Robbie, correct me if I'm wrong, but John's the second person to do that. Yep, second oh. person. Yeah. Who, so who was the first? Oh, you're gonna make me say her name. I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have to. I know her Instagram handle is Mountain Wise Owl, but for the life of me, cannot remember her name. So that's the only way I remember her too. And. <laughs> Pee down my leg, girl. Yeah, she pees on her bike. She's a triathlete, a badass that's triathlete awesome. that pees on her bike. So yeah, that's that's cooler. Than, that's cooler than me. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad you let her out. I'm glad you let her out. That's good. Yeah, and you know that was one of our better podcasts. So I'm, you know, you got a high standard and big big shoes to fill on this one. Well, with running, if you bust that like poop stuff and pee, I mean that's just like that's a crowd oh. that's crowd pleasing stuff right there for the community. Oh, we man. all we all really like that. Hey, let me just say today I was on my run. It's it's early in the morning. Like I drank some coffee. I used the bathroom before I left the house. I went, you know, I started my run. I think it was like five 30 and I get it. I'm doing like a nine mile loop. And then I'm meeting some friends for an extra couple. And so I'm at like mile six and I know there's a Porter potty. Let's call it up. Well, maybe like, let's call it mile four. I know there's a Porter potty at like mile seven. And so I got about three miles and I'm like, I'm in a bad spot, like a bad spot. <laughs> And it's it obviously it's dark because I live in Alaska. The sun doesn't come up until like 10 o'clock in the morning, but I'm running through a neighborhood. And so <laughs> there's not like I can just drop off into the woods. Yeah, there are woods, but I'm going to be in people's front yard. So I'm in a bad spot. And so like there was a couple times where it was so bad I had to stop and walk. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I did not have to change my underwear, so we're good on that. I made it to the porta potty, so that's always a win. win right? It was a that's win. That's a good win right there. Yeah, 
but had I been on trails, yeah, I definitely would have just pulled off to the side and you got to side trail. That's so, why you run trails because you can do that anywhere. It's just well, you know, I, yeah, you know, I would be running trails if there wasn't 20 feet of snow on the ground right now. So that's true. You gotta be careful <laughs> so, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, John, hey, uh, I didn't want to open your podcast with a poop story, but that's what that's what trail runners do, yes. I guess, right? So <laughs> yeah. Tell us your best poop story. Oh, <laughs> <No>. geez. <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't have any real good stories like that. My girlfriend, though, I mean, I I, I can serious help right now. You know, let, let's just let's just move on. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, we let's don't want to bring we don't bring that in. That that wouldn't be great. Uh, yeah. so tell tell us how'd you get into running? Uh, basically just, you know, it wasn't really just, oh, I want to be a runner and try to like, you know, do a bunch of like really hard stuff. I just want did for more like mental health, just, uh, dealing with, you know, just, uh, alcoholism and divorce and things like that. And, you know, I just, just kind of, you know, kind of just came about, I started, you know, really liking it, like mainly the people in the community. Like I started off running ro- uh, road mainly and, uh, I did one. I did one trail race and just fell in love with it and started just like I want to do all the races. I so yeah. I mean, I just really fell in love with the community. Everyone was more tight knit than the road community. I would say um, not that the road community is bad, but yeah, there's a lot of Type A's and people are more like I think goal oriented, like you know, getting faster times and stuff like that. Not again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just like sharing poop stories in the trail community and eating pop. <laughs> yeah, you can eat pop tarts. So there's like aid stations where you can eat, and you know, it's just. It's like this is wild, man. I want to, I want to do this. Why go back to the road? But I mean, I still run a lot of road races. But yeah, I mean, the trail community is so cool. What do you think the looks would be like if you're running a marathon and you pull out a pop tart? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, what are you doing? Just like the looks of disgust, disdain. Uh, he, he's probably gonna go back there and shit somewhere. Uh, <laughs> oh, disgusting. He's gonna go shit in someone's front yard. Yeah. I, oh, you foul, you foul bastard. <laughs> oh, though I have heard stories like the big majors, like the New York and Chicago, like the people just running into alleys and taking Honestly, care of business. And I'm like, if there's that many people, I was talking to somebody about this about um New York. They they ran New York and they were at Richmond today uh yeah there's so many people where are they gonna do like stop there's like you know thousands of people running around what are they gonna do <laughs> oh my god if you just do whatever you know if you, if you do that just handle your business oh that's funny <laughs> so you you told uh you, you said that you got into it through alcohol alcoholism and and divorces are you are you sober now oh yeah i haven't drank for it's like 10 years something like that i mean like i think i i was sober when i I was sober for a while, you know, before I started running, but I think like a lot of like that kind of uh, addiction and stuff, like I kind of just like put into running. I mean, I mean, there's, you know, pros and cons with that. Um, You know, I I am very obsessive with running. I do it a lot, you know, but I've got people that keep me in check, like family and stuff like that. But I do, you know, I do a lot of races. I do a lot of running. I do a lot of weekly miles and stuff like that. It's something you need to be, you know, mindful of. Don't want to go too crazy but I, I you know i do a lot of wild shit with running so i mean it's a bad it's a tough balance i try to yeah. my best though yeah i've heard a lot of the talk that you know you're trading one addiction for the other yeah so yeah again can't, can't go too wild with the running i mean uh yeah then you like you know, start like you know i mean it, you you hear it all the time like people just like you know stop talking to family as much and just kind of like i mean it's a selfish sport let's just be honest it's an awesome sport you can do a lot of highs and a lot of lows but it you know it's very time consuming. So you just got to be, you know, really mindful of that. Yeah, 
for sure. So what what uh, so you started out on road and then you jumped into the trail. What what trail races have you done? So right off the bat, like uh, I, this this is a pretty funny story. So like I didn't know uh, that I signed up really for a trail race. I was just like, oh, this is the next marathon that's available. I had so much. I had such a good time like running the um, Newport News One City Marathon. That was my first marathon. I, I, I was sad it was over. I was like, I want to keep doing this. This, <laughs> this is this is bullshit. I want to keep going. So. Uh, <laughs> I looked up the next like available race. Uh, it was, it's called Conquer the Cove in uh, Roanoke, Virginia. And like, I just figured it'd be like a road race, you know, it'd just be like similar mechanics to, you know, it said trail and stuff. I was like, yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, it had some pretty big climbs. I didn't really, I didn't really understand like the, like, you know, when you do a climb on a trail race, I mean, some people just like dart up and run fast, but I, I think for the most part, people like reduce their pace. I like to walk hills mainly. That's another cool thing about trail runs or why run up a hill when you can walk up it, you know? But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like genius. Like why, why are we not doing this on the road? But anyway, uh, yeah, like I saw people like walking pills. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, this is uh, like, they, I didn't understand it, but then like my friend, I met uh, this lady out there, Melinda, like super cool. She, um, she taught, she kind of reined me in and was like, Hey, you know, just walk up this one, you know, you, you don't want to burn yourself out. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of got it down a little bit. And then like, after that race, I was like, wow, that these are my people. I, I, um, I, I threw my hat in to do the Barkley fall classic. And I, I got it off the wait list. And after that I was done, I was like, I want to do all the hard races. I, I want to just, yeah, I, I want to, I, I, that's when I started like Googling like hardest races and you know, on the planet and the, all that stuff that people do. Have you, uh, have you done any of the hard races? I don't know what you would, uh, what are some I mean, of the like, hard races? Uh, so like I've done Barkley fall class, like this is going to be my sixth time this year. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, basically like, uh, so the fall you know, classic for the listeners is, is what one, one loop of the original. It's, so it's, it's different. There's eight stations on it. I mean, you, it's the same course and everything pretty much. I mean, he changes it up all the time, but it's the same course. Um, you know, there's aid stations there's no book pages or anything like that it's just more like i don't want to call it easy easy but it is easier version than the uh the big barkley but yeah it's yeah. it's a lot of fun i mean like i think again the people that you meet out in these harder races like i'm just like you are freaking crazy and i love you i want to i want to know it. <laughs> i, I want to know what, i i want to know what races you do like i like talking to like people that do like all this hard stuff and just like find out like what they do yeah. and just like if there's races nearby me that are like that, you know, I'm, I'm all in, like, I just, I love doing different types of races that are hard and challenging. Have you, uh, have you run any, uh, West coast races? Uh, that That's one thing I'm lacking. So like, I'm mainly just an East coast guy. It's hard to travel because family. And again, yeah. like, you know, I don't want to be too obsessive, but there's like a lot of races I would really like to do on the, you know, the West coast and, um, even some like, you know, I'd love to do six days in the dome. They added a 10 day option this year, but you know, <laughs> I, just like, when is it, when is this thing, when is this craziness end? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah, I, there's races that are, there's a lot of like those uh, multi-day races I'm looking at. It just right now with my daughter young, it's just really hard to pull that off. It's, again, going back to the selfishness factor, but it's, it's tough though, because I did a, a 24 hour track race recently and i won it i mean like you know it was pretty small but i mean like uh i I'm, I'm not really competitive with ultras but like i feel like i pushed myself hard enough that like i'd like to do some of these with other you know more runners out there and more seasoned multi-day racers and see if i can like you know do good against people that like you know 
larger fields and ta more talented fields and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, the reason I asked about the West Coast, because I'm always intrigued, like East Coast versus West Coast trails, like which are harder. And you always hear that the East Coast trails are just like, they're straight yeah. up. There's no, you know, there's no switchbacks. There's rocks, I mean, there's roots. So like I did one that, uh, that was really hard. I DNF'd uh, Eastern States 100. I mean, I would put that up against like anything out there. It's, I've heard um, that's a good one it's an awesome race i'd like to go back there if, if time permits but um yeah there's a lot of up and down on that one um mass nothing mass nothing 100 here that happy oh, trails yeah. puts on that's an awesome race i finished that one that's a really hard race but yeah like <coughs> excuse me um yeah we, we got a lot of rocks we got a lot of roots here a lot of up and down but um I've never done a, what I'd really like to do is a colorado race i mean um a lot of east coasters that go out there just get like destroyed because i mean like just different strengths. I mean, we're not used to the altitude there, but I mean, you know, we have in our skill sets, you know, like, you know, we're good on like the technical train and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I know a lot of really tough dudes that go out to um, like Leadville and that altitude just eats them up. Like I know a couple of people, like a few people actually couldn't make it past mile 30 just because it's hard dialing in like when to get there. And if you're there too long or too, you know, too short or whatever, it's hard to really dial in what's going to be right for you because we're all different, you know, so it hits us all a little bit differently that altitude out there. Yeah, you live in pretty close to the uh, sea level. It's got to be tough going out yeah. and <laughs> tackling those races. Cruel Jewel has always been a uh, always been a bucket list race for me. I think that would be a super cool one because I mean that's, I mean it essentially you know it's not hard rock, but it's very close to hard rock. I I'd like to do that one too. The the drive that down there though, who like so like I drove down with some friends. I think in 2018 to uh, crew for uh, Georgia Death Race. That drive, like every time I think about doing uh, Cruel Jewel, it's in the same park as uh, Towards the Death Race. So, like, I'm just like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'd love to do that. I'd love to do it, but it's like such a tough drive and everything. Like, like just, you know, doing Cruel Jewel and then driving back home and then like rolling right into like week activities. That's like, it's pretty terrifying stuff right there for me. That's, <laughs> that sounds harder than the race itself. I know that the race is a vacation. <laughs> yeah because like once it's over you're like you're on the clock man <laughs> <laughs> your kids could be like why are you why are you zombie why did you transform into zombie dad i don't know <laughs> I've, been, I, I've been doing a lot of vert and miles and then drive and driving <laughs> i don't even know what day it is after my first hundred i had to drive home the next morning my pacer was gonna drive but for some reason he couldn't do it and uh, I had to drive back to Colorado from Utah. And uh, it was about an eight-hour drive. But after running 100 miles. It's rough. I've, I, so I've, no I've sleep. Done, <laughs> yeah, I've done stuff like that before, too. I really regret doing that. I mean, like, luckily, my girlfriend's really cool about helping me out with that now. But, like, yeah, I was the same way. With, like, when I was single and just doing, like, races every week just by myself. Yeah, I would be, like, just exhausted. I just, what I would do is, like, if I got tired at all, I would just pull over to the side of the road and just sleep for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I think that's something that probably like, you know, needs to be talked about more like, you know, you know just for people that are traveling like that, just, you know, be more careful. I know I was a complete dumbass with that stuff, but like, you know, probably probably needs to be more of a discussion. <laughs> after Matt Carpenter won Leadville one year, he drove after the race to go do the marathon Pikes Peak. After Leadville, just got in his car and drove. And slept in the parking lot at the trailhead of yeah. do the Pikes Peak. I'm like, I can imagine being around that guy after that. 
I mean, of course, <laughs> he still got the he still got the course record. It was like 15 hours or something like that, or maybe 14. I don't remember. I've heard of people doing that. Yeah, like that's that's amazing. That's amazing stuff, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how they do it. I mean, just for me to finish that race alone, like at one of those Colorado races. But uh, yeah, to do another race the next day. I mean, I, I I do that on the East Coast here. I mean, I don't win them or anything like that. But I mean, I can do a lot of races back to back. But um, yeah, that's that's something else. Speaking of course records, did y'all see that today the um, fifty mile world record got broke? No, I didn't didn't see that. Yeah, Tunnel Hill got broke uh, four forty eight. Oh, that's so that, <laughs> that's. Have you guys ever ran that race? No, no, uh, no, no that Tunnel Hill. I, I did the hundred, so like at the time. Like I'm a slow hundred mile runner, man. Like I'd rather do stuff like MMT or like Eastern States or something like that. Like that I can just like kind of like hike run. But Tunnel Hill is like, that's a run. That's like, that's like a PR race, man. So like at the time when I ran that, that was my fastest hundred. I got, that was my first sub 24, but that like, that is an awesome race. Like if is it the guy that puts on Steve Durbin, amazing dude. He helps put on the Barkley Fall Classic also. Like if you ever want a PR 100, that is probably the best course to do it. It's amazing yeah. course. 448 that's disgusting who did that <laughs> uh, i can't remember his name hold on it's just <laughs> like i was just blown away uh well, charlie the, lawrence all the course records i think like um like i, I think zach bitter he he broke the 100 mile record there yeah Heron, she broke the 100 mile record there like that's where all of those records fall it's a weird course man like um i can't even describe the like it's like part rail trail part just dirt it feels really bouncy and nice it's just uh the only downside though you could have like a really rough weather year there because it's in uh illinois yeah it's right on the border of kentucky illinois and like you can get snow if it snows like game over i mean like a lot of people are just like okay that's good let's wrap this up because <laughs> yeah if you're there for speed and like trying to break records you're not going to do that in the snow like that you guys know that it's uh female polina Hup- Hodnet, I'm probably screwing that up. Uh, she set the 50 mile women's record at Tunnel Hill in the fourth map, fourth fastest in North America at 554. So it must have been a fast year. Wow. That's insane. 554. Oh. I, I just, I've never run a sub 650K. <laughs> I was going to say, it took me nine hours to run 50K today. So <laughs> I actually walked most of it. So. <laughs> I, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't like running ultras that fast. I have some fast finishes. I've, I've done some faster ones, but like, uh, yeah, I, I'd rather just kind of do technical stuff and just hike some, run some. The, you know, the they, fun is in the back. That's where all the cool people are. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Talking about poop and like, you know, eighties action movies and whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's where, that's where the sport shines, man. <laughs> that's what it is. So what's your favorite race been? Uh, longer distance, 100K, 100 mile plus. What's your favorite well, race been? Uh, probably Mass and Nothing. That, that was a, there were a lot of fun. It's real. Um, the volunteers, are, you know, they're amazing. It's my run club, uh, Virginia Happy Trails running club. Um, it's really accessible for crew. Uh, that, that's been my favorite one. Uh, Eastern States, it was really fun too. I wish I wouldn't have finished though. So like, I mean, like, it's hard to like, you know, be like, oh, that was my favorite one. I DNF'd it. Yeah. Man. So like, I mean, like I need to go back there and finish that one. But yeah, like I'd say like M- MMT and Eastern States, those are, those are probably some of my favorite ones right there. But I mean, I, it's really hard for me, like not to like a race. It has to be like really screwed up for me not to like it. Cause I mean, like I always find something cool and redeeming about the races that I do. Like I said, I, I, I always plug people for information that I'm running with them. Like 
you know, I'll find out about like, you know, what they're, what, you know, what they're doing and stuff like that. And, you know, are you doing any hard races coming up? And like, I always like try to find new stuff. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty chill, man. Like, yeah, I, I, I think like the last one that really got me like annoyed or just like, you know, you see like unmanned aid stations and stuff like that, you know, just, <clears throat> excuse me, but like, yeah, I just, I, what gets me mad is like some like races that just charge a lot of money and they like there's no volunteers there at all or like race you know just i don't know like i, I try to just do like local stuff that's uh it doesn't cost money like, like you know like just for, you know badass races and stuff like that because then like there's no pressure you know you, you can have a fun time with people it's a grassroots race and then like you know if you do have a better race you just you know i don't like i don't advocate dropping but if you have to i mean there's no pressure they're like i have to get this done or anything like that i spent yeah. all this money like going to leadville or something not that that's anything bad with going to leadville but yeah i mean if you go to that race then and then you dnf it just sucks man i mean you spent all that money it's all gone you got to go back and then you want to go back you feel bad that you didn't do it so yeah what um Oh, I had a train of thought, but I forgot. Oh, I, I was I saw a race that happened recently. Uh, no business. That one's out your way too, right? That's a cool race. Yeah. I've been wanting I've been wanting to do that one. Yeah. Um another one that just went down was Rim to River in West Virginia. That's another good one. There's so many cool hundred milers, yeah, man. You guys I just, got we, cool ones out there. We do. And we're lucky too, because again, like I said, a lot of badass races that you know. I, that's why I'm able to run like I do, man. There's just so many cool races, so many cool people and race directors that have these like events that don't cost anything. People just bring in their stuff and volunteers. Just that's the thing. Like I want to, vol- I actually want to like start volunteering more. I try to as much as I can, but um, you know, I want to just like kind of cut in the race schedule a bit to help volunteer because that's that's I think what we need more right now. Because I mean, without the volunteers, the races are going to die. The cool races that are free and stuff like that. So we got to. We gotta take care of the races that don't cost a million dollars and you know <laughs> yeah well speaking of the million dollar races like let's Uh-oh. jump into the here, uh, here, the con- here it comes <laughs> <laughs> let's jump here into we, the controversy here we go <laughs> by the time this airs it may not be a controversy anymore so it'll be forgotten hopefully i'm, ho- I'm hoping <laughs> we're gonna be the podcast that brings it back up <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what are your thoughts man Oh, uh, uh, well, I mean, it's, I guess let's that... say, what are your thoughts on the UTMB debacle for those that don't know what the controversy is right now? But I just, I, I think it's just, you know, something to divide the community. It's kind of stinks. I wish that like, you know, if people want to do big races like that, you know, I, 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 I'm hoping that we can just co- kind of coexist together and everyone can be like cool about it. But like, I don't know. I, I, I hope there's room for everybody in the sport. There can be like, you know, fancy high dollar races and they don't have to interfere with you know the little ones and stuff like that but yeah it's in your face when somebody like utmb encroaches on a smaller race like that because then like you know just sucks for race directors too they have to look over their back and like you know am i am i next because like the way that i don't know the, the exact story but it sounds like it was pretty shady the way like the race was taken from um gary so yeah i mean like uh, it just sucks it's just you know another thing to divide the community yeah. Well, UTMB actually put out a statement as well saying that they, you know, they they reached out to Gary and they, you know, tried to have a conversation about taking the race over as opposed to coming in, swooping in. But um, I, I'm going off hearsay. You know, I, I don't know the details. I'm, I read Gary's write up and I read UTMB's. But um, I, from what UTMB's standpoint on said that Gary was done with the race. And so they saw an opportunity and they took it. Now, did UTMB pressure the veil community to make that's what 
make it harder for him to get his permit. But now yeah. I don't that I don't know, but that's what that's why I'm yeah, that, that's what's out there. I, I don't know, man. I, it's still, you know, we kind of touched on this earlier. The reason why like I got into uh, the trail community more is just because the road growing community is more, you know, chasing PRs and like the fancier races and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with those those things, but like I really like the vibe of the trail community. Everyone's more, you know, closely knit. Um, you know, everyone's just more. You know, I would, you know, just messing around and stuff like that. It's just a more laid back community. I think like stuff like this, just kind of, we're, we're drifting more into like that more uh, type A type of like roadrunner mentality. I think that, that's just me. I, I don't mean to like throw a hot take out there, but I just, you know, I, I just wish that, you know, we were, I, it just kind of stinks that something like this happened and, you know, just to divide us like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. And the, the community is is pretty divided for sure it it, it kind of sucks but you know I, I i you know i have this thought that the the sport is not going to grow without money and i i understand like utmb doing what they did that was shady i get it but mm-hmm. what kind of experiences are they providing and you know they're not the only large company that is around i mean arabipa is is big and you know they've gone in and done similar things not take over races but they've you know gone into colorado and scheduled races the same weekend as a pretty established race um yeah you know I, and I, I don't know i like i like air vipers races i like i've ran a few of them i well, actually i've only ran one but i ran one i watch their live streams every time i like what they're doing but they're a large company they got lots of money they're growing the sport with their money and so you know, it's, you know, I like these grassroots races, but sometimes the grassroots races suck. And, you know, like you're talking about like, you know, your aid stations where you have the unmanned and you have no volunteers. And like, sometimes that's the, the grassroots races. And so, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, like, I, I know we, like... we, we get used to a standard where it's like, we go out and run an air Viper race and they're, they're cooking gourmet grilled <laughs> cheeses. And you're like, damn, this is what I want. You go out to Tejas trails and they're, you know, made to order pancakes and bacon, and then you go do a grassroots, and there's, you know, Cheez Its and Gatorade at the unmanned aid <laughs> station. So it's like, I don't know, you kind of get used to a standard, and like, so you're running some of these bigger company races, and then, like you said, you you flip the switch. So well, I, I don't I, know. I, my, I like. Well, here, like, so they purchased Grindstone here in Virginia, and yeah. like, I've heard a lot of mixed stuff. Like a lot of people out there, I mean, like people here love grindstone so this is kind of like a difficult subject because like you know people love the race but you know i've heard both sides and like you know they posted pictures of like the trash and stuff like that so that that's like a legitimate thing i mean i it sounds like they like they for i guess they forgot to like clean up a section and then you know they were going to go back and clean up anyway but there was like a there's like a people were like really fighting over like that like a lot of people didn't want utmb to take it over and i mean yeah it's divided the community here and like you know, it just kind of sucks that like when as they do this you know it's going to happen and people are going to be more divided on it but i don't know i i feel like with the grassroots i mean yeah they don't have all those amenities but like you know happy trails is pretty good i mean like for for being like everyone bringing their own stuff and stuff like that like you know the volunteers are just they really take care of the runners and like i feel like that vibe that non-corporate vibe like yeah. you know that's that's the sport like that's what made us all come to it just because it's just about the people, you know, it's not about like, oh, I have to get stones or either like, that's the thing I think that, <laughs> yeah, that is kind of ridiculous. It's it so is. Dumb. That's why I think it made me not want to do grind. I was going to sign up for grindstone, like, but like, um, 
once they announced the UCMB thing, I was just like looking at, it, I was like, I don't know. And then like, uh, it didn't really, to me, it didn't really showcase Virginia at all. It just talked about getting UTMB stones. I'm like, you can do it. You can, you know, if you do that, there's no, like, you know, it doesn't matter where the location is. It's just like, you know, like it could be anywhere. It could be Virginia. It could be like New York, it could be Delaware, you know, like it's just, you know, it's just the location to them, you know? Yeah. No, and, yeah, you're hundred percent. You're hundred percent right. Sad. Well, and you know, talking about like bigger companies like Aravipa, like their races, let's say Cocodona, for instance, like every time I see an advertisement for Cocodona, it's not, it's not like uh, they don't have stones or anything, but they're always highlighting like the individual towns that you run through the, the portions of the trail. And they're always like, so pro, I mean, obviously they're Arizona, but they're so pro like this portion of the trail, this, you know, because you run through so many different types of environments when you're out there. And so mm -hmm. like, they're always highlighting different stuff. And I like, I really appreciate that. And so I, I kind of get, that's what you're talking about. You know, like, if UTMB would have came out and been like, you know, gone out on the trail and taken some videos and like, you know, this is kind of the thing you'll see at mile 30 or whatever, you know, like, I think that's cool when, when companies do that, they highlight different, um, you know, different aspects of the trail and the community while they're, you know, obviously your race. But And I, I think they did in some ways, but at the same time though, I mean, like, and it's their business model. They're going to highlight the stones and like, I mean, a it lot. is a money grab for them for sure. Yeah. I mean, like the people that are going to do it, I think that you're going to lose more locals because you're going to have people chasing the stones. You know, like if you, if you promote the, st the stones, if you promote your infinity stones or whatever, then like, you know, you're going to have people that are coming from all over and not locals because they want to, it's just people chasing those things. Yeah. I mean, what, but from what you're saying, the thing could be said for Western States and qualifying uh, tickets. Well, and that's, that's the interesting thing I think, because like, um, I mean, like, I like the way these bigger races have like came out and like they didn't, they're not condoning like Eastern States was like, I don't know if you saw what they said, but like they, they just, you know, they're not doing the UTMB index anymore. Yeah. I saw that. I saw they that's dropped like, their index. I, I mean, that that's pretty awesome. But like, uh, I think these bigger races like Western States have handled it well. And like, you know, Western States is awesome. I, I've crewed, I haven't got in hopefully one day, but uh, <laughs> how many tickets yeah, do you have? Uh, two or three something like that okay uh, I, it's gonna be a while it's gonna be a while for me but like um <laughs> I, I liked going out there like i like it's like i said crude there it was cool um cool experience like cool people i got even though it's like such a big race i still got like that small vibe from it like you yeah know, it, just, it actually feels like you know it, it feels like just like an like an old just an old school cool race like doing jfk or something like that you know yeah. it was like I thought it was really cool. It seems and, like um, it's, I mean, I haven't been there yet, but it seems like it's real community driven. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't get like any kind of like weird corporate vibe. It's just like, you know, the, just like the history, they, you know, they talk about the history of the race and everything. It's just, you know, I, I had a pleasant experience there. The travel from the East Coast, not so much. I mean, like that's, I think that's a real, <laughs> that is like, a, that's what, I mean, like if anyone DNFs Western States, I totally get it because that's like just getting there alone is like, you know, that, that's like stressful as hell right there. Yeah. Especially now that it's taken Oh my gosh, it's gonna take forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like we had to fly into Reno, and then uh, take a rental car and drive to Olympic Valley, and then you know the race starts, and then you're just like, yeah, you just drive all over, and then you know if your runner has issues, you know they have the DNF. It's just it's really rough. You have to like have like contingency plans set up, like a hotel just in case, all that. It's it's a lot. It's a it's a lot to do. It's I, I I'd rather just run it honestly, but yeah. If I run, if I ever do get in, I probably won't have it. I won't tell anyone to like, or ask anyone to pace me. I'll just, there's so many people wanting to pace there at the race. Oh, are there? Just, yeah. There's like every aid station. There's like 50, I feel like there's like 50 people with like the, the, um, 
the waiver and the bib just ready to go because they want to you know say they for any uh western states so yeah i, I wouldn't inconvenience anyone with doing that I'd be like no you don't want you don't want to do you don't want to do this <laughs> you don't want to see me be a baby out there and spend a bunch of money it's cool i can do this i can do this on my own i gotta bury i gotta i gotta carry this burden <laughs> you know going back to this utmb and uh thing before we go away from it um I think we're going to see more UTMB and Vell Resorts popping up races with, you know, where Vell Resorts already are. And the way I'm kind of looking at it is they're trying to get everyone to Chamonix, right? So they're popping up all these races in the United States with their goal to get people to go to Chamonix. Uh, Whether we like it or not, that's their goal in the end is to make money and get people over to Chamonix. And we're kind of forgetting about you know, the the legacy of Mount Blanc and what they do put in back into Chamonix and that whole surrounding area and those other countries, just getting all those people over there to run that race and their crew and all that is putting money back into their uh, local cities and everything else. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, I, I kind of see it as they see that there's money here they put up this stone system to get people to run, to get into Mount Blanc. So they're just going to keep going. They're a big corporation and there's room for everyone. And my take is you can run the races or not. You can, you know, in the end, people are still going to run that race to get over Chamonix. I mean, there's no, there's no way around that. If you talk to people that are going to run those UTMB, they're those races, their goal is to get stones to go to Chamonix. So their kind of their approach is pretty smart. Um, I don't like, you know, some of the stuff they're doing, but it's a corporation and in the end, they got plenty of money and they're gonna do what they want. Yeah, I, I think like no matter what, like I try never to be like, I'm doing this race to do this race. You know, if I want to do a race, it's because I like the people that are doing it. And you know, like I just I want to go out and run somewhere new or some just do a race. I feel like you know, and I, I, I guess that's kind of like the marathoner mentality, like, oh, I'm doing this race to get to Boston or like I'm doing this race to get here. I mean, like I try not to be like that. And I know that's just how you do it to get into certain races. You have to do it like a prerequisite race or whatever. But like, you know, if, I, if I'm if i doing a race, it's just, again, it's because it's fun. It's something I like to do. I, I try not to have that mentality ever. That's just me. And I, like I hope as a result of this, like, you know, there's again, there's room for people that if they want to do UTMB, awesome. That's really cool. I hope that we see more like grassroots races pop up, you know, just kind of like inhabit two different worlds. And I mean, if you want to jump over and do UTMB, cool. But if not, you know, like there's there, you know, we can operate in you know, no fear that it's going to get taken over or something like that, or to have your permits pulled or, you know, whatever. I, I, I mean, I, I doubt that. I doubt it's going to be like a huge issue. But I mean, you know, it, it, I think it has people worried though. Yeah, no, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, with purchasing, you know, Speed Go, then Grindstone. <clears throat> I mean, their goal is to get people to these races to get the stones. And we had a guy on here that ran uh, Speed Go before uh, UTMB and after. And he, you know, he had pros and cons. But he was, the one thing he did say was that he did like the big, the big feeling that they brought with that race um, mm-hmm. compared to when, Carl was running it um but 
to I'm each a, is their own. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that race. I, I so I I don't know like how like it's that that race particular has changed. Like if Carl is still the race director and stuff like that, it seemed really cool. I, I would like to do it, but again, that's what kind of sucks with like you know. I can't really leave the East coast too much. There's so many races out there I want to do. And uh, I know like on the West coast, like things are a little bit more expensive race wise. Like I, I I'm really spoiled here. Again, there's a lot of free races. Um, the only like situation that, that I can think of that, like with UTMB is like grindstone and like that, that has divided the community here a little bit, but like um, for the most part, I mean, people really get along here, I think with races and, you know, if you come up with like a fat ass race or something like that, it's like, UTMB is not going to take it over. You're fine. I mean, you're, you're good. You're, you're going to be all right. Everyone's up. You, it's not going to, you're not going to, you're not under danger. You're not, you're not in danger. When I, when I first started running, um, there was a bunch of, there was a fat ass series that went, that started uh, the weekend uh, of Thanksgiving. And it was always the Saturday after Thanksgiving and it ran all the way till I think April. So there was one a month. Um, and it slowly got bigger and bigger than other race directors and people were complaining. Then it turned into a whole big controversy. Then it ended up having just to go away because uh. other race directors were getting mad that there was a fat ass going on on the trails where they throw races. Mm. But it was through the winter. So <laughs> totally different thing. Uh, but eventually that's, I had to stop. That's tough. I mean, I've never, we, I've never seen that happen here. Um, I mean, again, honestly, like not to talk trash on the road community. I've seen more of that stuff happen with the road community, like permits and stuff like that, like rivaling permits and stuff like that. But usually like here, like it doesn't really happen with trail races, even like, I mean, the fast community. And then like, well, and, and that you would think you'd, there'd be more of like issues with that. Cause like, you know, who, who's going to want to pay a bunch of money for a 50 K when like, there's a similar course for free. And I get that. So like, yeah, I, but I've, I've never really had issues with that in the trail community, like any kind of like controversy but i've seen a lot in the road community i've seen a lot of races unfortunately go away and then um yeah that's again a lot of these reasons like i i started doing the trail community instead of the road community i think the the bigger issue was is these fat asses were building a bigger community than these races were building and they yeah. didn't like it i mean yeah it's fun it's fun i mean like they're fun you know people just like you know they bring their own food and you know the volunteers are really cool and just feels like more of like a family and a community than just you know soulless you know and i think that's ultimately i think that's what a lot of people are scared with UTMB. it's just like it's gonna turn our races soulless and not like cool like you know that's why we jumped into the sport because we love it we love the people and we love like party it's like a party you know it's really cool i, I guess for me i i'm more of the grassroots i don't like you know a lot of the bigger races i haven't ran any of the bigger races but i've always been a grassroots person and i like sporting the small companies um those race, race directors you know pour their whole heart and soul into it and yeah. their finances i mean oh yeah they put a lot of their own money i mean we have some races here we have some races here that are so like low-key i mean like you bring like firewood and like 10 bucks and you're, <laughs> and you're, yeah like stuff like that like you know, like before, you know, stuff like before Barkley got big. Don't get me wrong. I love Barkley. I think it's awesome. I, it's still, it's, it's still a fat ass race and everything like that. But like we have races here in Virginia that like, yeah, you bring like firewood and 10 bucks or like nothing. or just like, you know, you, it's always like, or, you know, you volunteer some other time at, for at other races that they put on. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just cooler. It's a cooler vibe like that. You could actually like afford to do a bunch of cool races. There was this race in Colorado it was, um, 
it was a 24 hour race and it was on a 0.88 mile loop around this little lake. Oh my gosh. Cost 25 bucks to get I in. Would, I would do it. <laughs> 20, 25 bucks to get in. Then you had to bring uh, food to share with every all the runners. And if you ran 100 miles in the 24 hour period, you got your money back and 75 bucks. So you got 100 bucks. Uh, dang. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'd be all over that. That's that's free. That's free money. Yeah. It was the, <laughs> the best aid station ever because it was just like this big, huge potluck. And there would always be more food than they had tables for. Then you're like on the ground digging through food in the bags because it's like, <laughs> what's in here? It was like a surprise every time you went around. It's funny. It's no, that would seem that would be so awesome. <laughs> I love seeing the stuff people with the random stuff people bring in. Like sometimes people just bring in like Halloween candy. Like they, you could they obviously stole it from their kid or something. Like a <laughs> like a big basket of Halloween candy. You were like some shit they didn't like for christmas or something it, it was like, yeah like you know like, like a big chocolate candy. covered cherries those <laughs> yeah, or like candy corn or something horrible <laughs> oh whoa, whoa, whoa we talk we should talk in candy corn oh you're a candy corn fanatic i ate a bunch today oh, I love well it was the, it was the autumn mix so there you was got, a, you guys there was some pumpkins in there Bro, oh. the, the pumpkins are the best my you got you guys will have to have my girlfriend on she'll uh she, she's a candy corn person also i can't do it I, I think what happened when i was a kid i used to eat a lot of it and i got i got to the point where like i got so sick i just i couldn't do it anymore <laughs> that's a good reason yeah i would eat so much running fuel <laughs> i i get that i see like i don't mind as much if you like make it into something like you know like rice krispie treats or something like that like if you like if it melts and everything, that's fine. But if it's just like straight up, like eating it out of the bag, oh, that's just, that's what I used to as a kid. I was just like grab handfuls. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> so mine was mixed with those um, those Bucky Nuggets. Okay. Oh, the Bucky Nuggets are good. <laughs> it was the uh, sea salt and caramel. Then there's the regular Bucky Nuggets. Okay. So mixing like, those. Oh man, it was that I could do. I could get into that or like some tra- like mix it with trail mix or something. Like I I could do that probably, but <laughs> I don't know. No, I just carry. I know 15 of them is uh is like 30 grams of carbs. So like I got it down to a size. <laughs> <laughs> he's got them in he's got them in bags for 15 each. No nope. <laughs> serving. I, I will four, say this: four thing. of the little pumpkins is about 30. Dude, I, I, i'd rather eat those than goo i mean like oh, do you guys gosh. do what's your what's your take on gels do you guys like gels i do spring energy i like spring energy springs all right um, i like that's a, that's about the only thing i'll use uh, uh gel wise i'll do I, i'm more of a real food kind of person but when yeah. i say real food I, I eat candy but yeah <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> november 1st everyone just eats candy now that's just how it works that's like your food groups yeah. i know we we bought a we bought a crap ton of candy from the store just recently like yeah. oh, there we go here it is because Reese's peanut Reese's peanut butter cups they don't um they don't freeze and so you can you know that's something I have to worry about out here when I'm running is like oh will this freeze or not so Reese's peanut butter cups are like the best fuel that that's amazing stuff right there yeah they are really good so good so the problem is is like keeping them from not crushing in your pack but yeah I like paydays also. That's a good candy. Payday is a good one. Oh, so so delicious. Yeah. You guys are showing your age on that one. <laughs> so, hey, it's good. I like it. It doesn't melt. It's perfect. It's a, it's a flawless candy, man. It's flawless. <laughs> I saw Babe Ruth the other day. I'm like, who eats a Babe Ruth? It's like a payday. It's a payday with chocolate. chocolate you know yeah. They, so they had they, they payday came out with a chocolate payday. I was like, who's gonna want that? It's just gonna melt. It's a payday. That's a that's a baby Ruth right there. That's all that is. What are you doing, guys? I was running with this guy a couple of weeks ago, and he goes, "Someone mentioned to eat paydays." I'm like, "What?" So 
he had like three paydays with him. <laughs> and he, he ate one. He's like, why haven't I been eating paydays the whole time? Delicious. You got, salt, you got, your, you got your salt. You got some protein. Yes. Yeah, sweetness. Yeah. It's a, delicious. It's, it's a, the like peanuts it's a, for me. I can't do the peanuts. Uh, <laughs> see, I like them, man. You got a lot of salt in there, too. It's delicious. It's a flawless snack. What about you? What about you on gels? Uh, I'll do Morton. I'll do Spring. And uh, there's another one, too, that I don't mind. What's it called? Um, Morton Spring. Yeah, Mortons aren't bad, either. I they like the Rice Krispie Treat. That thing was really good. Oh, delicious. Yeah, anything Rice Krispie Treat's amazing. That's like great fuel. I love it. Um, oh, there's one other gel that's too. I they, can't remember. Uh, oh. FYI, they do freeze Rice Krispie Treats. And when oh. they're hard, they're hard. <laughs> <laughs> Marshmallow becomes rock. Yeah, yeah, that's a rock. Those are oh, summer man. fuel in Alaska. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, I, I, uh, I like Martins too. I took a Martin today, actually. But I don't mind. I don't mind goos. They don't bother me. I can do a couple, but the, the actual like goo brand that shit is disgusting. Or you know, <laughs> you, know, you know what the worst is though? Have you guys ever tried a hammer? Not to talk. Oh, shit. oh dude! Perfect. Oh. oh no, no. We we trash talk hammer all the time. I always it's say like the hammer di- is it's straight diarrhea. It is straight. Yeah. Hammer is the long John Silvers of the in the endurance world. Like, yeah. who is laundering yeah. money through that company? <laughs> So we don't bad. sign up for races if they have hammer. Yeah. <laughs> if I see the eight season, I'm like, oh shit, guys. What the hell? Oh, hammer. Oh yeah, my gosh. It's, yeah, it's, it just hammers your stomach, man. It's, so it's a submission. It's so bad. It's so it bad. Is, it, it's, it's, it's like you bad. take it, you get it, you feel, you put it in your bottle and you head out on the trail, and about five minutes later, you're like, Oh, I'm getting a sensation. I gotta take a side trail. <laughs> yeah. That's holding Lindsay. Yeah, that's the hammer. That's the hammer effect, man. That's what I think it's do. really big in the bike community. Yeah, I, I've seen mention of that. I don't. They're yeah. trying to make their way in the running community. It's just like they're gonna take over. Shits their pants, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this is. We got we got to protect each other, guys. Pretty soon, everyone's gonna be shitting. <laughs> what if Hammer and UTMB team up? Oh, the, de- the devil mix. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, oh god you want that's stones funny. and some hammer, some hammer. <laughs> yeah you know you're a true trail runner when you're talking shit on hammer i mean <laughs> i've used them before i mean you know they're they've came through before and yeah they've been bad before also very bad yeah, i've used them and yeah i can say i've had the bad experience every time so i try to stay away <laughs> from them <laughs> My not not to talk shit on my dad, like because you know you when you get a present, you're like, oh, you're appreciative and stuff, especially running. Like running is like expensive and everything, but like um, yeah, my dad got me like a bunch of hammer houses, like, oh <laughs> you know, dad, you really should have, but it's, it's all right. And I tried to use them as much as I could, but I was like, oh god. <laughs> Donation to the aid station. <laughs> making it home. That's the, yeah, that's Please another tell me you didn't use them in one of your road races. <laughs> uh, I, I I actually I think I still have some. Yeah, we it's funny, like the, the gels that we're not using, like they're like, you know, it's like the usual suspects of ones you get from friends or whatever. Like they're about to expire. It gels are rough. It, it can be rough. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a like salted watermelon, hot goo <sighs> salted watermelon. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even want to run after that. I just want to like lie and die somewhere. Yes, yeah, die on the side of the trail. Just kill me. <laughs> just do it. Have you guys ever yeah. tried the, the cliff gels? Oh, all right. Those are no, okay. I can't okay. do them either. Those I can do the their blocks. For me. They're, they're, they're worse. Blocks. 
The blocks are good, but yeah, their blocks are pretty good. As you know, it gels. So this, you got the honey stinger one, the Lance Armstrong oh, one. Oh, those are bad. So yeah. like, there's a couple flavors that are okay, but if you get like the straight up honey one, I had that at a race. Like somebody just gave it to me. It's so sweet. It made my stomach immediately turn. It was so <laughs> disgusting. But yeah, like the actual honey one, I almost like was like, is this a fucking joke? What is this shit? <laughs> Yeah, my my stomach turned like immediately. I was just like, "Oh, this is gonna be an interesting ride." I don't know how I'm gonna land this plane on this race. Oh gosh, it just seems like everybody's coming out with their own jail now. Yeah, I saw uh, BPN has jails now. Really, like go jails or something. It's cons- it's a consistency thing for me. Like, I don't know. Like, goo is just like glue. <laughs> if that makes sense yeah. it's just like so yeah. thick and like have you have you ever tried the uh the naked goo the one that has like no flavor no it would no. be worse well so yeah okay i got it thinking like oh you know maybe it's like morton it says no flavor oh no it, it, it's just it's it's just they shouldn't even name it naked call it goo flavor just call it goo flavor like, you know like goo that after t- flavor well you know like that aftertaste no matter what like flavor you get that goo aftertaste is there but so like it's just that it's that it's a fucking nightmare like it's like it's, it's so bad like it's just that straight up goo flavor it's so you know what i'm talking about like the aftertaste yeah of the i goo. do it's yeah. just but, that alone you're like how is this why is this illegal like, and the what? funny thing is though is like everybody starts out using goos like yeah. everybody oh yeah i guarantee it, all th- i started out i'm sure you guys did everyone. too. it's just like yeah that's the first we thing. We don't know any like, better. Oh, yeah, there's that's what goo. you do. You use goo and you yeah. shit your pants. And you, know, you learn and you learn and you learn from it like everyone else. You got that grit. That's Every time learn, a newbie man. comes up and asks a question, like, oh, you gotta go get a goo, man. <laughs> you know, heat them up really nice. And they they oh. you know they just <laughs> uh, on my last couple of runs when I've been taking a gel, you know, trying to get the last bit out. Can we get gel companies? Can you make the packets a little different so we don't have to deep throat the packet and oh, start yeah. gagging so on it when you're on the trail? So I was stuffy. thinking to myself today, I'm like, <laughs> I wonder what people around me would be thinking if I've like, <laughs> yeah, <That's laughs> I'm deep throating a gel. I'm sorry. <laughs> or like some of them too. Like, have you noticed the ones like this? Like when you, I don't know what happens, but like when you when you rip it open. It's like it becomes like a razor blade on certain parts of it. You're like you like cut your you like cut the sides of your mouth. You look like the fucking Joker, man. Like you like the, yeah, you're like hi guys. <laughs> yeah, but you feel that shit. It sucks. It's true. You cut your mouth. God, it's yeah. the worst. Yeah, I, I don't you think don't I've had that happen yet. I, I, there's certain gels. I, I forget. I forget the names of them. But like, yeah, you. I've had a couple of ones where you rip it open and then just you know just eating it. You're like, what the hell's going on over here? Yeah. Have y'all tried uh, Huma, the Huma gels? It's all right. The, the I mean, Sia Chi, the Sia Chi's, man. Oh, they no. Get me. They oh, get me. No. no, you, was, know, no. What it, you know what it's like? This is going to sound messed up. It, it's like a shittier version of spring. It's like the, it great, va- it's the great value spring. That's what it is. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to throw that out there. But that, let's just be it's honest. dollar man. store brand. It, it, yeah, it's like this. If you see it, if, if, there, it's, if it's next to the hammer, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, give me that Huma. But if, like, if it's. <laughs> If it's next to like anything like normal, you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Or I'll take, if it's I'll take them over a goo, but that's about it. Goo, yeah, goo brand hammer, I would take it over, but that's probably those. It's probably just those two, or maybe also the uh, the the, the honey stinger or the clip shots. The clip shots are weird. I feel like the stinger and the clip shots are like the same thing. They almost taste exactly the same to me, but yeah. 
I don't Maybe know. just get a bunch of them and just try them again because I haven't I haven't sure. tried all those like goos and honeys and I, I sounds like a, night- a bunch of them. Sounds like a nightmare, man. <laughs> yeah, then I'm gonna do a 20 mile run and I'm gonna do it with gut wrenching gels. <laughs> no, you know, if you want to, if you want an extreme challenge, though, get that naked goo. If they still make it, hopefully some, hopefully some lawmaker they ran on a platform. They're gonna get it removed from the shelves or something. I'm gonna get this abomination off our streets. This is a terrible problem. Like it's met, like it's fucking meth or something. It's that bad though. It really is that bad. Like if you want to have like a shitty punishing run, just get like three or four of those and do like a twenty mile run. You're screwed. Just give them it's all like, your. Give them to all your running buddies for Christmas. Oh, yeah. like, I'll try this, man. It's great. Yeah, they're like, John, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I took that on my run and shit my pants, John. I immediately threw up. Oh, I'm crying. Oh. Who knew that we were going to have a 20-minute session on how terrible goos are? Yeah, we're going to be, like, blacklisted off. Like, yeah, all you're, you're going to lose all your sponsors, man. They're going to be like, oh. Robbie and I, it's called it's called our pockets. That's our sponsor. <laughs> oh gosh. That's funny. And if we we wouldn't want any sponsors that we don't use anyway. Well, may, so. Maybe Morton will contact you. They'll be like, you guys said some solid stuff out there today. Good job, guys. Yeah, Morton is definitely not contacting us. <laughs> yeah, well, five listeners. I doubt Morton's gonna be uh, jumping down our throat. They're more of a road running uh, gel, aren't they? Well, a lot of trail runners use them too. Well, I know I a lot of trail they're... runners, but they they focus more on the like you know how spring springs more trail than you don't see a lot of road runners carrying. I'll tell you, it, big if I see more... packs that. <laughs> if I see Morton out there, I'm like I'm I'm there. If like I see it out there, it, it's like seeing a unicorn on the trail. You're like, oh my god, did that just happen? You're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's like this... I can't believe I, I can't believe this is happening. They're expensive. I mean, but they're again, they're worth it. They're amazing, amazing yeah. product. I don't. And they're use, not you. I don't. Use, yeah, I don't use gels until race day. I mean, I know which ones like work really well with me, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like the springs, those work well. Certain springs. Um, I don't like the green apple one. Oh, oh, the green. I don't. What you want? You're talking about the. There's like a, it's a, it's like an apple flavor. I always think it's lime. Like looking. Oh, at like, yeah, oh yeah, you know oh, I know yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's deceptive. That's like that's the only <laughs> spring. What are you doing to me? Don't give me that green apple. I always think it's a lime. Like you think like oh this could be delicious and refreshing. No, it's apple. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. <laughs> it's actually not good. But no, it's even that even that uh, apple flavor is better than like ninety percent of gels out there anyway. So oh, yeah. still, I'd still take it, man. I tried the, the speed nut. I oh, I know what you're one. talking about. That one's actually delicious. It's like a peanut butter type one. Is yeah. that the one? Yeah, that's yeah. actually pretty delicious. I got that one by mistake, though. I thought it was something else. Just look, at, you know, you just like sometimes just, you know, you see a color and you're like, oh, that must be orange or something like that. Like, that's why I got into that one. But that it was actually, I thought it was pretty good. That one, my stomach did not like that one. Well, it's it's thick. It's like, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's not, I, I need gels that are like fruity. I can't do like the, the strong chocolate or like peanut yeah. butter. Yeah, that's, that's why I like the Mar- Martins. I mean, yeah you just well, swallow and, and it just goes right down yeah in theory <laughs> I, that, I so i had the morton again in theory i was like this naked goo is gonna work you know it's the same for it's the same <laughs> principle no 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 i just saved you guys but you don't have to endure that it, the only way you'll have to is as a joke you'll you'll know exactly what i'm talking about which it's funny you you just the, the goo flavor i it's just comical man like like why like just how did this happen like just the aftertaste and you like if you do that if you do the naked one 
you'll understand what I'm talking about. You'll just be like, wow. I'm going to get it now. I feel like, Robbie, we have to get this and we have to try it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. It's a I'll try it's a total it. nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. You'll 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 uh you'll think about it a lot. Like, it's like that horror movie that haunts you after you watch it, like I don't know, <laughs> Rosemary's baby or something. It's just yeah, you're gonna think about it for a little bit after that. It's gonna stay with you, it's gonna haunt you. You're gonna turn your lights off slowly and run into the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got nightmares. That would be a that would be a, a hilarious nightmare. You have you like wake up like you know, like when you're falling or you have a dream like you're like falling and you wake up right when you're about to like have impact. You're, you're you're about to eat like a naked goo you're just like oh, oh my god oh shit man yeah and then you start laughing we'll be like ah, okay i went back to sleep <laughs> i'm just glad that that was a dream <laughs> oh, i could have really done that hey well john tell us uh tell us through all your running experience and you know all the races you've done tell us an embarrassing story that's happened to you Oh boy. Uh, okay. Th- this actually happened fairly, re- fairly recently, but when I was doing the 24 hour, uh, the track, that track one, uh, the, um, city invincible 24 hour track race. I thought for some reason, the start time was seven 30. Ironically, I was in the bathroom. I, I was going to the bathroom, you know, taking care of pre-race business. And, um, uh, I came out of the bathroom and I, I see the race starting. I'm like, oh shit. For some reason I thought it was, I thought it was 7.30 that started, but it was at 7. And um, yeah, so I was five minutes behind right off the bat in that race. And I felt very, I felt very bad. And it actually helped me because I started like flying to catch up to everybody. And I just kept the pace going and I won the race. So that doesn't, I don't win races often, but yeah. Yeah. So like um, messing around and just not knowing the time and yeah, that, that, that helped me out. It was embarrassing, but it also helped me learn. Was that a, uh, like a actual track? Yeah, like a 24 quarter, races. quarter mile track. Yeah, uh, to get 100 miles, I had to go like 430 loops around it. Oh it's something God. like that. Did you do yeah. it? Did you get 100? Yeah, I got it. So it was funny. Like I, I got the 100 and I was like, what do I do now? So like, uh, I, I, you know, I'm the, I don't go out to win races usually. I just go with goals. Like if I end up winning, cool. But like, um, you know, once I got the hundred, I looked at everyone's stuff and I was like, all right, I'm just going to walk like another, like six miles around here. That should give me enough just to be able to win the race. And then, you know, going back to driving after doing a hundred and stuff like that, I, I had to go to Baltimore and, uh, see my daughter cause she was doing a dance class. So, um, yeah, I, 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 um, I got to the point I knew I was going to win. And then I drove directly to Baltimore. Well, I had like a little nap and then I drove directly to Baltimore to watch her, but it's funny. Cause like, they took pictures of me. I, I passed out waiting for her to come on. I was on the ground just like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like that's, you know, dad life being an ultra runner, you know, just all over the place. It was fun. I, I, I like it. I, but I, you know, it, it is tough trying to make everyone happy and then also do the sport again. It can be selfish and I try to be mindful of that. But yeah. I, it, I like the grind, man. I think it's fun. <laughs> I got the ultra divorce. So I hear you. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like, um, when I, when my former spouse and I got a divorce, I wasn't a runner yet. I wanted to, I just like, um, yeah, I just hadn't gotten it really into it yet. I did like some five K's and stuff, but like, I just, you know, wasn't really into running, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, uh, I could, uh, I could see my girlfriend getting mad to the point. Like if I started doing like really, you know, 10 days in the dome and stuff like that. <laughs> all right john after those 10 days, I won't be here. <laughs> Something like that. I could see that, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's really hard to find, like, especially, I was like, 
I like talking to people that like are like dating or married to non-runners because like I feel like in ways that might even be better. Just be if you can find somebody to support your habit, your your habit, <laughs> your, <laughs> your hobby. It is a habit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. And so like, I, I feel like you might be better off, but at the same time though, I think it's fun, like having that mutual, like, you know, connection and hobby also, but like runners are really, you know, we we're, we've got egos, we've got like our own ambitions and stuff like that. And I think that it, it might even be harder. I don't know. Like, I, I, I like what I have with my girlfriend by the times so I'm like, wow, you know, like we both are pretty like headstrong people and we both have like stuff that we want to do. And we do a lot of cool races together and we push each other, you know, like, again, she pushes me on the trails and I push her on the road, but like, um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you're with somebody that really doesn't believe in like your dreams and what you want to do with the sport that, uh, that's rough, that's really tough. You have to like, be able to like, say like, Hey, is it, is this, is this dumb goal of what I'm doing worth it? Or, you know, is, am I being, you know, Am I trying to do something that's just unreasonable? It's tough. It's a hard, yeah. it's a hard thing. When you want to spend all your vacation time going to races instead of with the family. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> I gotta run, I gotta run this 30 mile training run today. What? <laughs> but I mean, like I, my girlfriend's very reasonable with like stuff like that. It's just like, she would not be down. I don't think with like, you know, I, somehow I got to. Uh, like the multi-days which i'd like to do and push myself because i think i i really do think i could be good at like a lot of those multi-days after doing this um this last race that 24-hour track race i'd like i'd like to do some of that stuff like like a 40 hour 48 hour race like you start building up more but uh yeah i don't know i, I that's more conversation that i need to have for my family it's gonna be difficult <laughs> yeah i understand that <laughs> it's a delicate it's a delicate balance it takes a lot of finesse I screwed up one time where uh, my wife had was going to run her first 50k and I signed up for the 100 mile instead of supporting her so I learned my lesson on that one so now she runs separate races than me I let her schedule the race and then I'll schedule a different one <laughs> I screwed up on that one <laughs> this is gonna be interesting next week with Denise and I we're doing JFK 50 so uh she um she's from Williamsport like where the race ends up at um so yeah, I think that's gonna be a cool race for us. Um, and I hope she likes it and like you know um, wants to do like hundreds and stuff like that. But we'll see. I mean, you know, she might just want to stick to the road, and that's fine. But I'm kind of hoping that she starts going more towards trails because she's really good at it. But uh, and she's good at road too. But she just like she she kicks ass on trails. Like she's got like this motor. I mean, like I'll be like dead like walking up a hill, and she's just running up and stuff like that. And like and. It, you know she's probably spent so much extra energy having to keep up my ass like she could like be like i think she could do really well in races like you know she could like win some races and stuff like that or just like or do really well i'm i'm just that weight man i try to tell her time i'm like you could be doing so much better just like keep going <laughs> yeah just go yeah, i'll just catch go. up <laughs> yeah but the, yeah I, on the road i, I wouldn't I, I don't think i would ever drop her i you know, there's been times I'm like, ah, but like, you know, I, I like seeing her. I, I kind of live vicariously through her. I like to try to push her and see if she can win the road races and stuff like that. So like, yeah, I like to see her do well with those. It's fun. I mean, like, I think like to balance out the relationship, you have to have like, you know, that kind of dynamic, I think. For sure. For sure. Well, hey, John, tell us, uh, tell us what kind of gear you're using. Right now, my favorite trail shoe. I like uh, the BJ uh, Max. It's got a really tough grip to it. I've used it on like Eastern States, Barkley, all those like really at the ring, all these really hard races. Um, for me, like 
I like the fact that it's just kind of like it's kind of like a bare bones shoe. It's comfortable, but it's just like it's dirt. I feel like a lot of shoes now just aren't durable. Like for me, I mean, there's some really good shoes out there and stuff, but like I like the Maxis because it it lasts a long time. It's got a lot of grip. It can, you know, one thing I can't stand is like if I like start sliding on mud and stuff like that or like wet rocks. Like I, I'm I'm a I hate to say it, but I'm a pretty shitty trail runner. I mean, like I've done a lot of hard, <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot of hard races, but um, I need like something with a lot of grip so I don't fall. And the, yeah. the, the, I, I like the Max a lot. And then also, I I've been using a lot of uh, Usui products. I like their packs. I like their their clothing. I like their gear. So, yeah, I, I just bought one of their pa big packs for uh, for a winter race that I'm doing. They make them. Their winter stuff is amazing. Like for like um, the tubing and everything to keep everything like insulated. Unfortunately, like we don't have that problem here in Virginia. I wish, but I wish I we I could like try that stuff out more. Like you know, we don't get cold. It's like a cold day here is like like you know maybe thirty to forty five degrees. We, we just it's just not really cold here. It sucks. I'd like to do some expedition like stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the main stuff. That's the main stuff I'm using. But I, I love trying any kind of gear I can get my hands on, man. I try, I try it. But like, those are my, that's my those are my favorite items right now. Like I said, I love uh, I love the grip from uh, BJ, and uh, you know the Usui products are really cool, especially the nice. max. They're, I'm they're always like, uh, I'm always wondering how you say their name. Is it Usui, Usui, Usui? Everyone I've talked to should say Usui. So that's what I've been saying. It sounds good. One thing about their packs I like is that they're like, I need like a basic pack. Like just like, you know, I don't, I've had packs in the past that are just like, there's so much going on with them. Like zippers here, here, there, like I'll, I'll get like stuff like lost. Like after the race, I'm like, oh, I could have used that. But like, I just like, <laughs> it, usually just, it makes sense to me. Like it's in the right place. It doesn't bounce or anything. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, they make nice packs and they're durable. So um, I used it on Barkley Fall Classic this last year. And like I've used packs in the on that race before, it just shreds them up. This one was fine. I just ran through the wash, and it was like perfect. So like yeah, they're dur they're very durable and they they're long lasting. Where it, again, it sucks that a lot of trail running gear I feel is like disposable almost, like a lot, especially the shoes. But like most of my gear, that's the main thing I want is it you know it to last a long time, like multiple races. I don't want to throw out a pair. Like I feel like some shoes, like they can't even last for a hundred mile or like you know even like a hundred k. Like if on certain terrain, like if it's like really technical and rocky, like you use it and just shreds the shoes after one you wear. Like I, I try not to like use any like single use shoes. Like I have to have like you know I, I have to have a pair of shoes that's gonna last a long pair a long time and like definitely multiple races. I don't want to just have to recycle something or throw something away ever. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Which which pack do you use from? I'm not even gonna try to say the name. <laughs> so so uh, I, I use I've, I have a couple different ones. I mean, like uh, the I, the um, eight liter, I believe. Like um, I but I, I have a couple different ones of their packs, uh, and like I've had no problems with them. Like I've I've tried a lot. Of, so like my body's weird. Like I used orange mud for a while, and like I don't know. I, I, like honestly, I don't know why I use that, man. Like those like <laughs> the straps. Like I feel like they're like sandpaper. <laughs> I always had like shaping and stuff. Yeah, I'd have to put like a shitload of lube like around here. Um, and then like the, the, the stuff's in that, like I ask myself now, like, why did I use those packs? <laughs> yeah, I see those the, I'm like, what is that? What's the, going the on? The water's in the back. Your mouth is in the front, John. What the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> so yeah, like there's that whole aspect. It just the pack just fits me right. I think with packs, like and I, I, 
I feel like you just have to try stuff on because I went through a lot of different ones and you know, like there, some just did not fit me at all. But usually I just find like the, the, the main, the main thing for me when it comes to pack is like the fit. And again, like if it's not too cumbersome to find stuff and uh, the design's good, you don't want your water in the back, but like, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, I feel like just, it's, it's simple. It's easy using it fits. Right. That's, that's, I'm pretty basic, man. If it, if it does those, th those main things, it's all I need, man. Nice. Nice. Well, hey, John, uh, one other question we always ask our guests is, uh, you know, we're trying to grow our community. And, uh, who's someone from your network? Doesn't have to be a runner, but someone who may have a cool story that we should have on the podcast. So my buddy, Eric Coleman, uh, I met Eric in or 2017. Basically, my friend Melinda that I was telling you about at uh, Conquer the Cove. Um, when I got into Barkley Fall Classic, like with a week before the race, I... Uh, I asked Melinda, I was like, Hey, can I crash your place? Cause she lives in Knoxville. And she's like, yeah, can you pick up my buddy, Eric? He, uh, he's on the way over from where you're at in Virginia. I was like, okay. So like those two were like my real introduction to trail running, how awesome the community is. Like I didn't know Melinda that well at all. I just met her at one race, Eric. I didn't know at all. Like I was about to spend six hours with some dude just because, you know, she asked, I was like, yeah, she's cool. Why not? And so like, yeah, it's just, a, that's how cool the trail community is. And like, you know, I think that's what scares people about UTMB is just like, we want that. We want to be able to like have total confidence in a stranger you meet at a race. You know? yeah. Like, so like Eric, I met there. He had so much experience basically than me uh, doing races. Like he had already done, I want to say like over a hundred uh, endurance races. Uh, I believe he did a marathon in every state also. I mean, he doesn't run as much now, but he's like, uh, he's just like he's a really like he's really in shape he's you know he, he's just he's a really tough dude the former police officer all around awesome dude but yeah like uh he's got so many stories of races he, he's uh yeah he's like when i think of runners i think of eric because again he was one of the early runners i met like doing ultras and uh yeah he's done so many hard races uh, it would definitely be eric yeah I, he's one of the he's one of the main dudes i look up to in the sport nice cool awesome well, that was kind of weird. Nice. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> nice. nice. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> well, John, where can people find you? Um, I'm on, I'm everywhere, man. I'm on Instagram, the, the Facebook, uh, uh, is it, it's X now. I was about to say Twitter, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I, 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 I always get the emails. Like, it says X formerly Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. The only thing I really do in there is like post race reports and stuff like that. But yeah, I I'm also on, um, What's the thread? I'm on thread. I'm threading now. You see, I'm on threads. I'm all over the place. I'm bre I'm breezy trailhead. That's me. That's a, yeah, uh, that's a great value Twitter to me. Is the thread? Yeah, it's I like mean, you put this. Like people put the same thing they put on Instagram on on threads, and then you see it again yeah. on Instagram. You're like, all right, let's get over it. Come on. I, yeah, I used to more at first, but I just I basically just repost um my like race reports and stuff like that. But yeah, I write a lot of race reports. I do a lot of reviews for um for gear. And yeah, I mean, like I, I do, I do post a lot of stuff on there. So yeah, races, but yeah, all over, yeah, I'm all over, I'm all over the place. You can find, I'm easy to find. Awesome. Cool. Sweet. There we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do it one more time. Well, John, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. This was a we, we uh, should, great we conversation. Co we should co-write a, we, we should do something with Goose. We should like, um, we should do, <laughs> we should review Goose or like, uh, start like a like a blog about goose we can we can we can, we can rank them we should yeah, do we'll the naked it. challenge the naked oh, challenge 
that could be re- so fat. Race, yeah, we were talking race. about fat ass races. Just having eight stations just with those. <laughs> God, that, those, like Laz, those and Laz, hammer hammer uh, the hammer drink. Laz would probably come up to you, the Barkley race director, and probably like, "You got me, you got me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Your race is harder." <laughs> no porter bodies either. <laughs> Ooh, just just the drawers, <laughs> and and it's through a neighborhood, so there's no <laughs> side trails. Nah, you get everyone arrested, man. That wouldn't last. that race wouldn't last, or maybe it would. I don't know. Maybe people would go and be like, "Ah!" <laughs> oh goodness. Well, hey man, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. It was fun. It was fun clowning around with you all. I'll do it anytime, man. Just give me a ring. Sweet. Awesome.